This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. saying because I'm adding my super to your natural. So God gives us supernatural ability. Now watch this. Not only will God give you supernatural ability to operate at a high level of excellence and integrity, but then God also gives you the wisdom needed to complete the task. The wisdom needed to perform and to complete the task. Um, um, Deuteronomy chapter, you don't have to go, you don't have to turn there, just write this down. Deuteronomy chapter chapter 28 verse 8 it says the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse and in all watch this all which you set your hand in other words he says I'm going to command the blessing on you and your storehouse and to all which you set your hand in other words God is saying that when my super is on your natural whatever you set your hands to do I'm going to bless it glory to God now listen look at your neighbor and say God can only bless what you do he can't bless what you won't do glory to God. God can only bless what you do. God is not obligated to bless what you won't do. Glory to God. So for those of you who are stuck behind the spirit of fear, you got to know that God can't bless you behind fear. That God can only bless what you do. He said, I will bless the works of your hands. Whatever you put your hands to do, God said, I'll I'll bless it. Write this down. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. He says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, glory to God, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. How? According to the power that works in us. And what is the power? The power is the power to function at a high level of excellency and integrity. That's what God is saying. God said, I'm going to, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless you. Watch this. I'm going to bless you to get wealth and I'm going to give you the ability to function at a high level of excellency. In other words, your level of excellency is going to be so high that people are going to start requesting you to do their jobs. People are going to start requesting you to work for them. People are going to start calling you and looking for you because of your high level of excellency and integrity. On your job, your individual jobs, you should be known as a person of a high level of excellency and integrity. When people, when you work on your job, people should look at you and there, there should almost be, be a, be a reverential honor when you walk on your job because people see you at a high level of excellency and integrity. People should see that in us and God does that. God does that for supernatural ability. God takes his super and he puts his super on your natural to function at a high level of excellency and integrity. The second window that I believe God opens up for us is the window of divine favor. Everybody say divine favor. 
the window of divine favor. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Just kind of go back one if you're already Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. I want you to see this. The window of divine favor. We're talking about the windows of heaven. The windows that God opens up. The windows is not always about money. The windows is not always about making you rich or making you wealthy. God wants you to operate in excellence. God wants you to operate with a high level of integrity because he says your gift will make room. Now watch this, now watch this, now watch this. Let, 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 let's add this. Let's add this. I'm, I'm not adding to the text, but I need to add to your thinking. Your gift operated with excellency and integrity will make room. Can, can we can we look at it like that? Your gifting operated in excellence and integrity will make room for you. Because watch this, watch this. Your gift will take you in a room, but your character won't let you stay. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so your gift will get you there, but your character is what causes you to be able to stay there. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? So when we think about gift, it's not just a gift. It's not just a gift. It is that gift operated with excellency and integrity that, that begins to open major doors for you. Are y'all, y'all getting that? You're getting that. Okay. So let's, let's look at divine favor. Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter 6, look down um, at verse number 10. Look at verse number 10 and 11. We're talking about, everybody say divine favor. Amen. Say it again, divine favor. Amen. It says, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities, wait a minute, which you did not build. Glory to God. Houses full of all good things which you did not feel, hewn out of hewn out wells which you did not dig, vine vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. Glory to God. In other words, God said, when my divine favor is on you, then watch this, blessings are gonna follow you and overtake you. I'm talking about the tither. Touch your neighbors, I sure hope you are a tither. I sure hope. Ooh, I sure hope you're a tither. I, I sure hope you're a tither. Because, because these are the windows. The windows that God opened. This is that covenant relationship that God has with those who trust him with the tithe. This is that covenant relationship. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I need to slow down and I need you to help you understand something. Um, Dr. Ivy Hilliard was quoted talking about favor, about divine favor. Here's what Dr. Ivy Hilliard said. He said, Divine favor, y'all get this, divine favor is the willingness of others to use their power, resources, and influence on our behalf. Divine favor is the willingness of others to use their power, resources, and influence on our behalf. Isn't that cool? To know that when God gives you divine favor, that means that there's somebody who has exactly what you need. And because you, the favor of God is on your life, they're going to allow you to have the very thing that you've been trying to pay for all along. Glory to God. God will allow them to use their resources, their, their power, their influence on your behalf. Isn't that cool to know? Glory to God. So that's, that's why you have, that's why you got to treat everybody right. 
Glory to God. Touch the neighbor and say, you better treat me right. You better, you better, listen, you better, don't you, yeah, you better, yeah, you better, you better hold me right. Because listen, I might be the person that God sent to bless you. Come on, tell somebody. I might be the very person. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me talk to this side. Tell somebody, I might be the very person that God sent to bless you. Come on, man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're talking about, we're talking about divine favor. Divine favor. Everybody say divine favor. It is, it is, it is, it is when you need a church. Y'all looking at me funny. I, I, I said, I said, when, when you have a people but don't have a building. And then somebody else has the resources. That I need, okay? Can I say that we need? Somebody else has the resource. Y'all look at, come on man. I'm talking about divine favor. When somebody else has exactly the thing that you need. Glory to God. Somebody else has exactly the thing that you need. And because, because you're in covenant relationship with God, God allows divine favor to be open in your life. It's a window of divine favor. Whatever you need. Glory to God. God will make a way. If, even if God has to make a road in the desert, if God has to part the Red Sea to get you to where you need to be, that's what God's going to do because of the divine favor that's on your life. Tell somebody, I've got divine favor on my life. Come on, man. Oh, I got that favor. I got that favor. Woo! We're talking about divine favor. Divine favor. Now watch this. Now watch this. Now watch this. Watch this. Get this. Get this. Divine favor brings unmerited position. Divine favor brings unmerited position. Um, God will bless you with a position that is beyond your intelligence, beyond your experience, and beyond your training. Woo! In other words, God will bless you with a position that you're not qualified to have. God will put you in a role in your job that you have no training. Watch this. You'll get the role and the raise and still have no training for the role that you've just been put into. Glory to God. That's how you know you're really blessed. When God starts blessing you and doing things in your life and you know that you don't deserve it. You know that you don't qualify for what God is doing. Watch this. I am pastoring and I'm pastoring above my ability. I'm pastoring above my training. Y'all hear this? I'm pastoring above where I was originally trained. You know why? Because God said, because of the divine favor, I'm going to open up this door for you. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but I've been promoted. I got, I got promoted on a job. I got promoted on a job. At that time, I didn't have a degree. Everybody that, that all the people that, 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 uh, uh, did, did the interview, you know, that they, they were questioning me. And there was a lot of people on the interview process. Everybody on, everybody on the panel had a degree except me. Glory to God. Listen, and so I was there, I did my best, I dressed up, I came ready, I answered the question the best that I could, and so so when it was all over, when it was all over, I, you know, in my mind, I was saying, God, I really want that job, and I was looking at all these people that had masters, and these people had been teaching a long time, and when they, guess who they call? Guess who they call? They call me, and offered me the position, the only one, the only one in the interview that didn't have a degree. The only one that was there that didn't have it. They, they, they hired me. Now watch this. In the job description, 
The job description clearly said that you had to have a bachelor's degree. That's what was in the job. I'm reading this thing. And check this out. You think that's cold-blooded. I'm talking about how divine favor will put you in position that you're not qualified for. Now watch this. But so if you think that you think that was awesome, one year later, still no degree. One year later, I get promoted to management, and now I am the boss of everybody who hired me. I got 14 claps. I'll take all of them. I'm just, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you that when you're in covenant relationship with God, that God will start opening doors and, and God will bring unmerited position in your life. Why? Now watch this. Now, he wants to couple it with godly wisdom in order to operate in those positions. So when you're in covenant relationship with God, God will put you in positions where you have to trust him. He'll put you in position where you have to trust God. Well, well, listen, because what you knew is not going to help you with where you are. Let me say that again. What you knew is not going to help you where you are. God allows divine positioning to happen in your life. God's not going to set you up for failure. You got to know that. God God allow that divine favor to begin to manifest in your life. Y- y'all remember, y'all remember, uh, uh, remember Joseph? Joseph was another one. Joseph was a young man. Listen, uh, they, they threw him. They, his brothers put him in the in the pit, and they thought he thought he was going to die. And then uh, Reuben decided, "I'm going to get him out of the pit, and I'm going to I'm going to save him." Well, he's a, he's one of the ones that that he had no training for what God was about to do in his life. There was no training. David, watch this. David was anointed king, and all he knew how to do was take care of sheep. <laughs> Divine position start to manifest in his life. I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I need to tell somebody in this room, you need to get ready for promotion. You need to get ready to go to another level. And the level that you're about to go to is a level you're not qualified for. Glory to God. It's a level you're not qualified for. But get touch somebody and say, get ready for promotion. Just get ready for promotion. Glory to God. We're talking about divine Divine favor, where God starts to bring unmerited position. It is the willingness of others. Put that back up there, Jerry. Uh, the willingness of others to use their power, resources, and influence on our behalf. You know what that means? That means you got to start asking for some things. That means you got to start asking. See, when you when you have divine favor, you really don't need money when you have favor. God just needs to put you in the, in the in the circumference of the people who have the money that you need to make the thing happen that you need to make happen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about divine favor. So the first the first window supernatural ability. Second window is the window of divine favor. He said I'm going to give you I'm going to give you cities that you didn't build. I'm going to give you houses Full of good things, which you did not feel. Hewn out wells, which you didn't dig. Vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant. God said, I'm going to do all of these things on your behalf when you're in covenant relationship with me. Glory to God. Covenant relationship with me. The third window is the window of opportunity. Everybody say opportunities. Windows of opportunities. Go to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Because when, when we read Malachi 3, I don't want you to see it from a monetary standpoint. 
I need you to see it. I need you to see God's blessings holistically. I need you to see, I need you to see how God, how God gives us well-rounded blessings. Windows of opportunity. Revolution, Revelation chapter three. Look over at, uh, look at verse number eight. Verse number eight. What does it say? I know your works. I've set before you what? I've set before you what? I've set before you an open door and what else? No man can do what? No man can shut it. God said that in this year of opportunity, I'm going to set before you open doors. And the open doors that I set before you are doors that no man can shut. That's what God is saying to you. Doors that no man can shut. Open doors that no man can shut. Watch this. For thou hast a little strength, but you kept my word. You got weak, but you kept my word. They knocked you down, but you kept my word. You had to cry, but you kept my word. You got sick, but you kept my word. Your money got funny, but you kept my word. Your change got a little strange, but you kept my word. Your friends got few, but you kept my word. People walked out of your life, but you kept my word. They lied to you, and you kept my word. They lied on you, and you kept my word. But because you've got a little strength, I'm going to set before you an open door, and the door that I set before you, no man can shut it. Because you're in covenant relationship. You're in covenant with me. That glory to God. You're in covenant with me. Hallelujah. You're in covenant with me. Here is the problem about open doors. Is that oftentimes open doors don't look like open doors. (laughs) Sometimes open doors come wrapped in a problem. Woo. Sometimes open doors come wrapped in a job shutting down. Sometimes, oh, watch this now, this one going to mess you up. Sometimes open doors show up in the form of somebody walking out of your life. Ooh, I know that was going to be hard to swallow. Some, because, because oftentimes open doors, open doors don't always look like Open door. Matter of fact, go to Genesis 41. I'm going to show you something. Go to Genesis chapter 41. I, want, I need to show you this. Go to Genesis chapter 41. I need, I need you to look at this. Genesis chapter 41. Look down at verse number, look down at verse number 39. Sometimes open doors don't always look like open doors, but God said, I'm going to open these doors for you. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 41. Look at verse number 39. Say man when you found it. What's it, what's your Bible say? Pharaoh said to Joseph, what? In as much as God has shown you all of this, there is no, there's no one as discerning, as wise as you. What's he saying? Verse number 40. You shall be over what? You shall be over what? Whose house? Wait a minute. Joseph was in, was, was a slave. Joseph was a prisoner. Glory to God. Can you imagine being a prisoner in prison? And now the king sends for you. Can you imagine the fear? Because the king is known for killing folk. For cutting people's head off. Watch this. If the king called you and said, I had a dream. I'm not going to tell you 
what the dream is. I want you to tell me what I just dreamed. How do you feel? I've killed all these soothsayers. I've killed all these medium. Now listen, if you get it wrong, I'm going to kill you too. Oh, Lord is right. But this open door didn't look like an open, it's in, in, in all, in all circumstances or looking at it, you would have thought that, that Joseph was about to be murdered. The open door didn't look like an open door. But when he, but when he gets there, look, look at, look at, after he tells the dream, look at what happened. He said in verse number 40, he said, you shall be in charge of all my house and all my people shall take orders from you. Glory to God. Watch this. He said, only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, tell some, somebody and tell them I was on the bottom. Y'all know the rest of the sentence. Now I'm on the top. Glory to God. Now, now listen, check this out. He said, you shall be in charge of, how do you go from a prisoner? What kind of people go to prison? Yell it out. Murderers. Thieves. Robbers. Somebody said, I'm not going to repeat that. Lawbreakers. How do you go from being a criminal to being number two in charge of an entire nation? It is when God starts to open up windows of opportunity for you. Some of you, some of you, you are afraid to walk through the door that God has opened for you. Many of you are not experiencing the divine favor like you could because you're afraid to take the step. Hallelujah. That was me for many, many years. Afraid to step through the door that God had opened for me. Listen, I'm in a place in my life now that if God opens the door, deuces. I'm, I'm stepping where God has opened these doors and God's going to continue to open doors. Why? Because you are a covenant tither with God. You're in a covenant relationship with him. God promises to open these doors for us. Now, door number four, door number window number four, window number four is the window of unexpected provision, a window of, of provision from unexpected sources. Where now God says, I'm going to provide for you in ways that you've never considered. I'm going to provide for you in ways that you've never seen. As a matter of fact, go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's look at this. 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. It's actually verses, verses 1 through 6. We're talking about unexpected provision. Because we know that the, the source of those provision is God. Unexpected provision. We talked about supernatural ability, divine favor, open doors of opportunity, and provision from unexpected sources or, or unexpected provision. Are y'all in First Kings chapter 17? The Bible says in Elijah the Tishbite, who is one of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord of Israel, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, 
before whom I stand, there should not be dew nor rain in these years, but according to my word. Verse number two, and the word of the Lord came to him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before the Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and watch this. I have commanded what? I've commanded what? I've commanded the ravens to do what? The ravens are going to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before the Jordan. And the ravens did what? Brought him bread and meat or flesh in the morning. And what else in the evening? Bread and meat or bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Glory to God. So here's what God is saying. Don't look for the provision to show up the way it's always shown up. God is saying that when you're in divine covenant with me, God has said, I'll make provisions show up in ways that you haven't even considered. Things are just start showing up. Things are just start manifesting. Watch this. You don't have to go to this one. This one should be on the screen. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Luke 6 38 says, give and it shall be given unto you. Watch this. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And running over, shall men give into your bosom? Here's the question. What men? There's, there's about, you know, seven, seven billion people on the, on the planet. So, so what God is saying is, I've got about seven billion ways to get you everything that you need. That's what God is saying. He, he did, he never specified what men. He knows specify which men are going to give into your bosom. So you know what? We just have to know that however God, however God needs to get it to me, He's going to get it to me. Glory to God. That's why when you walk, you speak to everybody because you don't know who got your blessing. Woo! You be nice to everybody. Glory to God because God said, "I'm going to, I'm going to cause men to give." Into your bosom. If, if you've ever, ever been a waitress, ever been a waiter, you know, and you wait on a table and, and all of a sudden you get, you get a $50 tip or $100 tip and you look, you know what you say? God, I thank you for the blessing. The blessing just, just shows up. And watch this. For, for many of you, the blessing will show up in your, in your energy bill got reduced. Yo, your blessing will show up in, in some type of, some type of debt that's been canceled for you. A debt that you thought you had. God allowed somebody to go in and cancel that debt for you. That's what God will do for his children. You don't have to turn to this one. But, but Luke chapter five, we're talking about unexpected provision. Luke chapter five, verses four through eight. Luke chapter five, verses four through eight says, when he had stopped speaking, He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and didn't catch a thing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. No, wait a minute. I I, I see the there's another juxtaposition there where Jesus tell him to let down the nets, plural. But Simon said, I'll let down the net singular. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus said, cast several nets. And he said, 
I'll let down, I'll let down one. Because we tried this before. And it, and it didn't work. You want to let down several. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll meet you at one. Because I tried it before and it didn't work. Do you, do you, do you know, do you know why, why tithing doesn't work for some people? Because they tried it. That they tried it expecting to get something. They did it saying, I'm going to try it and see what happens. I'm going to try it. Because it wasn't in their heart to do it. They didn't do it out of obedience. They did it to see what was going to happen. And because nothing happened in their mind during the time frame that it should have happened, people bag up. They bag up and they say, you know what? I tried it. I gave my money. It didn't work. So, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of fear that's associated many times with giving and sowing. There's a lot of fear that's associated with that. Listen, Simon says it. Simon says, I'll let down the net. The verse number six says, and when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish that their net, N-E-T, singular, that their net was breaking. So he signaled for the other partners in the other boat to come and to help. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Both boats began to sink. Because he he obeyed it, but he obeyed God's words partially. Now, in this transition that we're in now, We have to transition not only geographically, and we are, we have to transition mentally, but we also have to transition economically. We have to transition our giving. Our giving has to change. Why? Because God requires it of us. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two closing thoughts and I want you, I want you to write this down. I I heard these, I heard these thoughts from, from Pastor Michael Moore and, and they, and and they just, they just, they stayed with me that they stuck in my mind because, because sometimes, sometimes Satan tries to bring a lot of fear. He tries to bring a lot of fear in your life as it pertains to you giving and sowing. You know, so have have you ever, has God ever challenged you to give and it scared you? Raise your hand. If you ever been, you ever given, listen, put your hand out, put your hand out. Have, have you ever, have you ever given, have you ever given and then you, you, you gave in the offering basket and when you gave an offering basket, you kind of washed that offering basket all the way down. Because, because of that, because Satan wants to bring that fear. He wants to bring that fear and, and he wants, he wants to cause you to be like Simon and say, well, I tried giving before and I'm still broke. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's because, because you're, you're, you're giving money, hoping to get money. Not realizing that God's trying to bless you in other ways. As a matter of fact, many times your blessing has already showed up, but because you was only looking for it coming one way, you missed everything else God did for you. You missed everything else God was doing. So now you're mad because God didn't do it this way. And God is saying, what's up? Do you see all this other stuff? Do you see the favor that I've given to you? Glory to God. Do you see the hell? Everybody else got sick but you. That was divine favor. 
Everybody else got laid off and you still have a job. That's divine favor. Do, do you remember the morning I, you couldn't find that shoe? God said, I hid that shoe so that you would miss the accident that you passed on your way to work. Because Satan tried to set you up and that would have been you. And we start to miss all the things that God did. When you look in your refrigerator, whoo, you look at all that food you got. When you open up, when you open up the cupboards, do y'all see y'all got fruit loops? Y'all got frosted flakes? What else y'all got? Fruit, fruity pebbles? Y'all got all, somebody said that's too much sugar. Well, post toasties? <laughs> Neutral grain. You, you got all, you, you got, God has blessed you. God has blessed. Watch this. Watch this. Some of y'all, some of y'all, have you seen what's in your parking space? Amen. Have you seen what's in your garage? You remember that hoopty? You, remember that hoopty you used to drive? Remember your first car? <laughs> what if you still had to drive? The first car you ever had. What if you were still driving that car right now? <laughs> Do you see the favor? Do you see? Remember when you had to wear flooding pants? Remember when y'all, y'all, y'all looking at me funny. You remember when you had to cut the toe out of your shoe to let your toes wiggle out the end? When your, well, maybe that's just in Mississippi. Maybe y'all did maybe y'all did Remember when y'all had to wear hand-me-down clothes? Come on, man. Y'all remember the oldest kid always got the new clothes and they hand them down to the rest of the kids as the kid got older. But, but look at, look at the favor that God has placed on your life. Some of you, you're riding better than you've ever ridden in your life. Watch this. Watch this. Your air condition work. Yo, here, see y'all, y'all looking up. See y'all, y'all didn't, I wish y'all came from where I came from. Where, when you get in the car, you have to get in the car and do this. Uh uh-uh, uh, y'all missed it. <laughs> and don't let the knob break off. You roll that joke on knob, come off. You're like, oh man. You know what you do? You have to get a pair of vice grips. Click them vice grips, and now you're rolling the one like this. <laughs> Come on, man. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are so blessed. Now you get in the car. <laughs> and now you just pushing buttons. <laughs> you in the house cranking your car up. Click, click. Room car crank up outside. Glory to God. Somebody say, I ain't made it there yet. <laughs> Keep paying your tithe, brother. It's on the way. It's on the way. Keep paying your tithe. It's on, it's on the way. Only a matter of time. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to show you just how blessed. Just how blessed. You have more clothes than you know what to do with. <laughs> Glory to God. You got more clothes. You got, matter of fact, you, you can invite three people over your house and they have to bring, they don't have to bring a stitch of clothing. You got, you got clothes in your closet right now, still got tags on it. You've never touched it and it's been there for two or three years. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing? (laughs) We had to do different, we had to do different stuff with our clothes. 
We had to like, we had to, if it was a long sleeve shirt and you wore it about three, three or four years in a row, you had to cut the arms out and turn it into a short sleeve shirt. Try to make it look different. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you had to, you had to cut them little zigzags in the bottom of your t-shirt, try to make the t-shirt look a little different. Or you had to tie it up in the side and put a little knot on the side. You, you had to make it look, or you, or you took, watch this, when, when long pants start to flood, you had to take them and cut them off at the knees and make short pants out of them. Glory to God. But we are, we are, we are, we are, we are so, we are so blessed now. We are so blessed. I encourage you. I encourage you. I encourage you to, to walk in faith in this season. Walk in faith. Satan, Satan wants to bring fear. Satan wants to make you afraid to give and afraid to sow. But, but, the, but that, that money, it belongs to God anyway. It belongs to God anyway. I've, I've been, I've been tithing since about, since about 1999 when actually a little bit before that, um, probably about 1998 is when Trina and I first started tithing. We learned about the principle of tithing, the principle, principle of giving. And when I tell you, when I tell you that God has not allowed us to go without anything, God has blessed us and he continues to bless us. He could watch this, watch this, watch this, check this out. This is going to mess some of y'all up. But I continued to tithe even when I wasn't sure what was happening with the tithe. And God, God has honored that. Hey, I've, I've got two statements. I've got two statements. I've got to say this. We got to get out of here. Two statements. I, I want y'all to get this. Listen to this. The effective operation of our faith necessitates that we master our emotions through self-discipline. We have to master our emotions. Here's what that means. Simon was disappointed because he had been fishing all night, didn't catch anything. When Jesus told him, now I need you to cast your net, go back, cast your net again. Because of his disappointment, He really disobeyed God. He disobeyed Jesus because of his disappointment. Because Jesus told him to cast his nets, plural. But he said, I'll I'll cast one. I'm not going to cast a lot. I'll cast one just because you said it. And so what happens is we, you, I, we have to master our emotions and not allow our emotions to cause us to miss our blessing. When, When you're tithing, Satan is going to say, if you give that, you're not going to have enough money for the wheat. If, if you give that, if you give that, you're not going to be able to pay that bill. If you give that, you're not going to be able to do the next thing you got to do. If you give, you're not going to make it through the wheat. And so what you have to do is, is, is we have to master our emotions. And we have to tell the devil, devil, you a lie. I'm going to obey God. I'm in covenant relationship. I, I, listen, I, I told you guys uh, this past week, and I use it as an illustration. Tithing is like have, is like paying your insurance premium. Tithing is like is like uh, uh, giving God the ability to cover you, to make sure that you're covered in every aspect of your life. God covers us. 
when we're in that covenant relationship with him. So, so the operation of our faith necessitates that we master our emotions through self-discipline. We have to discipline ourselves. Tithing is a discipline. You have to discipline yourself to do it. And once you've disciplined yourself to do it, it becomes a habit. It, it just becomes a part of your regular lifestyle. You just, you just do it without even thinking about it. You just do it. When you get that check, you know what you've got to, you've got to give and you just go ahead and do it. You don't even think about it. So watch this. Watch this. I, I, I am a tither for life. I'm a tither for life. You, I, I encourage you, if you haven't made that decision, I encourage you to be a, to be, to be a tither for life. Why? Because I've, the, the blessings I'm telling you guys about, I've seen these blessings manifest in my life over and over and over. And I didn't know why. I didn't know why. You know, you know, you remember that song that said, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I felt like that for many, 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 many times in my life. I don't know why God keeps doing it. I don't know why God keeps blessing me. Now I understand that that it's not only because he loves me, and he does. Not only because he loves me, but it's also because there's a covenant that God gives us in the book of Malachi. There's, there's a promise, there's a principle that God gives us. And he says that when you give, it shall be given to you. Givers will always have. Where's Sister Hollis? Sister Hollis, you in here? Sister Hollis. That little, y'all look at that little woman right there. Raise your hand again. Sister Hollis, I'm going to tell you something. That sister right there will always have. Because she always gives. She's always giving. Sister Hollis came up to me one time and, and she always, Sister Hollis walked to me and said, and said, say, uh, uh, what do you, what do you call that thing? Look like an orange and it's sour. What do you call that thing? Not, no, the big one. A grapefruit. She walked to me one time and she said, Pastor Love, you want some grapefruits? And I said, uh, yeah, sure. She brings me this bag of grapefruits and I said, Sister Hollis, what, where you get, where you get grape? Grapefruit from? She said, you need some more? <laughs> Came to me one time and she said, she said, Pastor Love, you need some potatoes? I said, yeah. <laughs> Brings me a bag of potatoes. And she, she brings me and she said, you, you, you need some more? I said, yeah, wait, what you getting these? You getting these, you getting this stuff? You kidding this stuff from? She came to me the other day with some grapes. She said, Pastor Love, you want some grapes? And and she had a bag of grapes. And I said, Yeah, I'll, I'll take a few. She said, Take the whole bag. And I said, Sister Hollis, you know, grapes kind of expensive. I said, I want to want to take all your grapes. You know, just give me a few. And she said, I got some more in the car. I said, oh my God, are you getting, are you getting all this, all this stuff? But you know why? God said, I'm going to give seed to the sower. Because, because she always gives, she'll always have. Sister Hollis, sister, you see Sister Hollis, Sister Hollis will run in high heel shoes. You try that. Sister Hollis be gone. Running in high heel shoes. Sister Hollis be, sister, I'm gonna tell you something. You know what? God is blessing her. You know why? Because she's a giver. Because she gives. It's not all about, not all about money all the time. It's not all about money. But she gives what she has. She, she has some onions one time. <laughs> Whole bunch of onions. <laughs> she asked me if I wanted some onions. I thought she was gonna bring two or three. She brought a 50 pound bag of onions. Sister Hollis, 
where you get all this, where you getting all this stuff from? But she, she has because she always, she always gives. Givers will always have. They'll always have. But my second statement is this. You see it on the screen. My second statement, the effective cooperation of our faith will take us beyond human limitations and expectations. The operation of the effect, if your faith is going to be operated effectively, then it takes you beyond human limitation. Watch this. Human limitation was this. We've gone out, we went fishing, in our own strength, we didn't catch anything. We did in our own strength and nothing happened. Glory to God. But the effective operation of your faith takes them beyond human limitation, expectation. Watch this. His expectation was, I'll go back, but we're probably going to get the same thing. But faith, God's supernatural power, watch this, says when you go back this time, something supernatural is going to happen. Because God now is stretching, God is stretching your faith. The faith now goes beyond my human limitations, my human expectations. So watch this, watch this, watch this. Here's my question to you, and I'm about to close. Here's my question to you. What are you expecting? Are you expecting the same old, same old? Or are you really expecting God to do something supernatural in your life? Well, what are you expecting? Listen, I'm expecting that every need that we have is going to be met. Every need that we have, whatever we need, I'm just, I'm just believing God that whatever need that we have, it's going to be mad. You know what? I've stepped through the door now. So now God's got to do what he's got to do. Amen. Glory to God. And we're believing God to do everything. You know what? When I, that's my prayer for you. Trina and I get up in the morning. We say a prayer for everyone. We say a prayer for everybody connected to this ministry. And our prayer is that God's grace be with you. That every need is met in your lives. But you've got to activate your faith. You've got to activate your faith. Now, now listen, I've taught the message. Now you guys have to respond to the message. You have to respond to the message. And you've got to ask yourself now the question, will you trust God? Or you can, can you trust your own human limitation? Listen, within, in ourselves, the Bible says, in me lies no good thing. Within my, in me lies no good thing. The only thing that's in me that's good is God. And I realize that if God puts his super on my natural, then God can accomplish way more than I could ever accomplish in my lifetime. Will you give God a hand of praise? Give God. Amen.